0: Behold the Lamb of God. We hear it at every single Mass. And we hear that its origin is actually John the Baptist who proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God. We hear it so often that we don't even maybe think about it that much. But it's sort of an odd phrase, the Lamb of God. Like an animal of God. Jesus is an animal of God. Why didn't he say, Behold the parakeet of God. Behold the eagle of God. That's kind of a cool animal. What is it about the lamb that evokes something? Well, to understand this, you have to go to two places in the Old Testament. Exodus 12 and Isaiah 53. Exodus 12 talks about the Passover lamb. You see, the Passover sacrifice. The Jewish people, uh, are they are captives of the Egyptians. And God says to Moses, set my people free. And Moses goes to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, I'm not losing my free labor force. Get lost. And all the time he sends these ten plagues, of which the tenth plague was the death of the oldest son, that the angel would fly over and take each of these sons. And for the Jews, they have the the Passover lamb. He gives them instruction Sacrifice this lamb, and take the blood of that lamb, and place it on the, the doorpost above. And when the angel flies over, uh, flies across the land, the angel will pass over. Hence the word "passover" from the Jewish celebration. That house, the blood of the lamb will have replaced the blood of the child. And so it was that this sacrifice. But it had to be a sacrificed animal that people consumed this sacrifice. So then we jump forward to, to Isaiah 53, from the, the blood of the Lamb of, of Exodus, which brings the people from slavery to freedom, to Isaiah 53, where they talk about like a lamb who is led to the slaughter. Isaiah is prophesying the Messiah, meaning the anointed one. Now, most of the people at the time of Jesus were expecting a Messiah to be like a superhero to come Kick the you-know-what out of the Romans, get rid of things, shape everything up. And instead, we suddenly hear this connection between Jesus being pointed at as the Messiah, but as the one who is the sacrifice on behalf, whose blood is going to replace the blood that we should have shed. That in fact, he is going to be the one to give himself to the Father as the sacrificial gift For all the sins that we have committed, when given a choice between love and hate, we would choose hate. Between life and death, we often chose death. Between accepting God and rejecting him, we put our hands up. And so it is that he comes in and takes all the sin and all the hatred and brings it and takes even death itself as our sacrificial lamb and nails it to the cross gives himself to the Father, and the Father receives that gift of life. What does the Father do with that gift of life? Just think about every time you've said, I love you. Hopefully, the person you said it to responded, I love you too. Because that's what love is. It's mutual self-giving. I give you, you give me. We end up receiving more through that mutual self-gift. So when the Father gives the... who is perfect love, receives the gift of the Son's life. What does he do? He turns it all back. It's called the resurrection. He pours that life into Christ. And suddenly we see on three days who God is for all eternity. So when we say this, behold the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God in the middle of the Mass, we are acknowledging that Jesus Christ, the Lamb, He's offering himself, making his his sacrifice present again in this altar. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. And you say, well, I don't get that. How could it be of making ourselves present again to his gift to the Father? Didn't that happen 2,000 years ago? No, what we saw in 2,000 years ago is who God is forever. Forever. Jesus is continually giving himself in love to the Father, and the Father is receiving that gift and giving it all back. It's what love is. It's so powerful. It is a spirit of love, a personal holy spirit of love that we've been brought into. So what we are doing is we come in and we splash ourselves with holy water, remembering our baptism. We gather as the body of Christ. We bring up the gifts that Jesus gave us to offer so that we would not have to die on a cross because he already did that and we present them to the Father. That gift is the gift of Christ himself, and the reception back is Christ himself. The Lamb of God is feeding us, strengthening us. So you see, the Mass is at its core, not a remembering, but a sacrifice. It's not a convivial meal. We don't say, behold something that's going to remind you of the Lamb of God. This is going to be a symbol of the Lamb. No, we say, this is the Lamb of God. So as we are recognizing that we enter into the sacrifice of the Mass, two important things to remember. It's a sacrifice. You don't always feel like going to Mass. Right? Some days, it's a little cold out today. We roll that thing, put the fire on. But giving of ourselves as a sacrifice... Is part of the beauty of real love. So imagine, for example, that I was going to make Pasqua, she wanted a sweater for her birthday. And so I had two choices. I could go and get one natty old rusty sweater that I don't wear anymore and say, Pasqua, here's a double XL. I hope it fits. <laughs> or else I could say to Pasqua, you know what, Pasqua? I took knitting lessons and made you a sweater. It took me four months. It's not perfect, but I think you, I hope you like it. It's the gift that took more to give is the better gift. So if you come to Mass and the homily stinks, praise God. (laughs) Praise God for a boring priest. Because suddenly you get to enter into the sacrifice. You worked late last night, you still make it, praise God. Praise God for the opportunity to participate in the gift of self to the Father. Ah, you got lacrosse on Sunday morning, so you make the point of going to the Saturday or Sunday 5 p.m. That sacrifice is a purified, great gift of love. The other thing about a sacrifice, as you and I enter into this moment, it means that we have the opportunity to bring ourselves and our needs just as the bread and wine are transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. So if I bring my worries and give them and place them on the altar, then when we walk into the church, you should be placing. This altar should be packed with stuff. Your kids, your worries, your people that bug you. All these things you bring. Your very heart. All the places where you need to be turned into Christ. You see... Because it's an efficacious, that's the word that the church uses. Efficacious simply means that it happens what it says it's going to happen. So every time, at every single Mass, we have an offering. And so today's Mass is being offered for Philomena Capobianco. And when someone dies, you go to the office and have a, what a great and powerful gift to offer the powerful graces of that Mass for someone who's living or dead. You see, my brothers and sisters, the Lamb, behold the Lamb of God. You see, he comes. He gathers us together into his sacrifice and invites us into that sacrifice. And then in the reciprocal action of love, as you give bread and wine, so you receive truly Christ in your life to be carried out into the world. And hopefully people will see you and say, Behold somebody who's bringing the Lamb of God to me. Praise be Jesus Christ.